drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slade's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, caught, touchdown to Cornelius, Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown to Cornelius. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid, what is going on everybody? We are back, back here on a Wednesday, and it's game week. The regular season is here. The Detroit Lions are heading down to the to the desert to take on the Arizona Cardinals this Sunday, 425 kick. Uh, somewhat East Coast team going West. Uh, big game for the Lions kick off the season. Lots of question marks. Lots of firepower, I think, on both sides of the ball offensively and, and well, defensively for the Lions. I don't know about the Cardinals, but Grifka, you're back in the building. Uh, we're talking Lions. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good, man. I'm just so excited that football is finally back. I mean, I can't wait for Sunday. I realize it's only Wednesday, but can't wait to watch the Detroit Lions. Man, this is a huge football game, in my opinion, but we'll we'll get to all that. Um, we've got a few things planned this week that we're excited about, but let's go ahead and talk off the top about uh, some general thoughts on the 53. I mean, I know you probably uh, kept your ear on things while the Lions were making their cut downs, um, got down kind of late in the day there. You know, it's supposed to be that, that 4 o'clock deadline or whatever it is. It seemed like it went way into the evening before we really got that roster. Uh, general thoughts, anything that really surprised you? Um, just some of the things that, uh, you know, went down with, um, actually kind of afterwards that, uh, who, like who made the practice squad, who didn't make the practice squad, you know, was that PJ, the defensive tackle, he didn't make the practice squad, which isn't, you know, too big of a thing, but, um, really interested also when, um, Chris Lacey looks like he's going to be the fourth wide receiver, um, him being there, um, kind of surprised, you know, um, was it Charles Washington? I know he's, he's down the depth chart and defensive back, but he was pr- pretty much like their premier special teams player last year. I know we kind of rip on it being, you know, special teams, you know, it is one part at one third of the game, but, um, since, you know, the, the team must've thought he really didn't bring anything else besides that, you know, the kick coverage, the tackling things, of things like that, where that they uh, could probably get that production out of somebody else, but still was kind of surprised that he went, um, was it Andrew Adams safety? I thought he had a really good preseason. He just kind of got stuck behind a lot of um, a lot of talent that's back there, a lot of young talent. And uh, Tavon Wilson, I mean, the guy's uh, obviously the consummate pro. So um, it's one of those things that I thought maybe he might have a chance as well. Um, so those are those are kind of like the big ones that really stuck out in my mind. Um, the Zach Zenner thing. I mean, we, we all knew about. You know, we all heard about that. That one. I thought I kind of saw that coming, you know, him being a fan favorite, he, you know, played hard, always fell forward. But um, that one right there wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't too surprising. But, um, you know, other than that, it, it seemed like a lot of the positions were hammered out. Um, I guess we just got to wait to see who's actually going to be the starting guard, you know, who's going to be starting uh, at left guard for, um, for the Lions this year. 
Yeah, good stuff, man. Uh, I guess in short for me, like, uh, you know, when I when I'm watching these cuts, like, I think it's sort of encouraging. I feel like years ago, you know, the same old people were making the Lions. You know, again, you, you brought up Charles Washington. I always thought he was a really good special team player, but I also feel like he's been a good special team player here for quite a while. And it was probably time to not move on. But, you know, I feel like Bob Quinn was sort of looking at ways that he could upgrade his athleticism, explosiveness in different areas from, from the running back position to, you know, some of the um, defensive players and things that he did. So I, I think it's a good thing. You know, I think we get lost as fans always thinking that, Oh, we took this guy, you know, late in the draft, he's just guaranteed to make the team. Well, you saw some cuts there, you know, PJ Johnson, as you mentioned, Isaac Nada didn't make the team. You know, but the, but these guys are able to come back on the the practice squad and sort of work their way in. So to me, that shows that you do have a better roster. And, and one thing I think the Lions did with this roster cut was, you know, look at it from a a matchup specific uh, standpoint. Like they're going into play Arizona, the air raid five wideouts. Um, I think that's why you saw them keep some of the guys you did, as well as you know, just make that roster for now. And then after week one, when they get back to some normalcy and, and play some teams that they're a little more familiar with, you may see some changes. Bob Quinn is always working that roster. And uh, like I said, to me, the the running back position is going to be the most intriguing. You know, I've, I've said to you when you've been on here and I've, uh, you know, said at other points that, uh, you know, we're going to see what your boy Todd, Ty Johnson has. He's really moved himself up. Um, they've got some guys out of there. So I, I made fun of you um, putting him at the two or three running back. Here he is pretty much in that spot. Now, what is he going to do with it? Yeah, we've seen some flashes, but that that does worry me a little bit to sort of just see, you know, carry on a, a veteran CJ and then a young fella and some other pieces behind him. But uh, like you say, that and some other positions, we'll see how it works out. So let's get into a couple other things that kind of leads me into my next point. Uh, the, the one waiver claim the Lions did make was J.D. McKissick. Uh, they brought this guy in. This is a guy that's been out in Seattle, and he always had a little bit of buzz as this kind of jack-of-all-trades. He's actually more of a receiver. I think he actually played receiver his whole college career and then sort of transitioned to this running backs receiver returner type role. He never was used huge in Seattle. He was there with Daryl Bevel. I kind of liked when I saw this signing come off the table because I felt like it was sort of a replacement for what Theo brought as well as just another kind of intriguing prospect that might have some things. Obviously he's been in the league and has system, you know, familiar with the system type of thing. So I was good with them bringing in JD. Nothing else really uh, came across the wire that I saw that was as impactful as that move. Uh, what'd you think about JD McKissick coming onto the lions here? Um, get the bellow, man, because, uh, I like, I like the signing as well. I totally agree with you on that. Like you said, um, I, I think this would be to kind of go with like Ty Johnson doesn't catch on to the pro way all that quick. You know, he isn't, like you said, he's getting a rookie. He is a rookie. So he's still going to have to pick up on everything because it's obviously been around a little bit. Um, he, I'm assuming he probably kind of knows what, what it takes a little bit. So he may be that insurance policy if Ty Johnson doesn't do exactly what they're looking for him to do. Like you said, he, he's kind of like that Theo Riddick replacement. Um, maybe like lack of a better term I use all the time, like the poor man's, you know, Theo Riddick, you know. So um, it, it's one of those things I really liked it when it came across. And I know was it the uh, the Lions had to make that roster move where they, was they had to like, 
I guess, wave or release Logan Thomas. And everybody's like, well, they only got two tight ends. But and I know it comes down to, I, I can't remember all the ins and outs of it, but it's like Logan Thomas is one of those vested veterans. So he didn't have to go on to waivers and clear it. You know, they're obviously, they obviously re-signed him, brought him back. So, you know, obviously the lines are smart enough. And, you know, Quinn's smart enough to realize they're not going to be able to make it a whole season with only two tight ends. So, um, I know everybody's like, well, how's it getting rid of tight end? Well, that's why. But uh, the McKissick signing, loved it. You know, I think it's it can only benefit the team. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, you know, you, you, you sort of backtracked a little bit on your boy Ty. I mean, this is where you got to step up because not only is he going to be counted on, but he's shown flashes and he's going to have to make plays. This can't now be like you pubbed him up and now it's like, oh, you know, wait and see. Maybe he'll get into the mix. Like, He's going to have to run, catch it, you know, be involved. And like I say, I've sort of grown. I know Hughes has even come around and CJ Anderson of saying like, you know, he's a pretty good vet. He showed some, some of those stiff arms, some of the runs he had showed some promise. I loved, I didn't really know he was a student of the game. I'm hearing all the stuff that he's a coach on the field and he wants to call plays and do all this crazy stuff. So, you know, that that's encouraging as well for our running backs, but, uh, We'll have to see how that group shakes out because between that and the offensive line, I mean, we need to be able to run the football and protect the quarterback. And uh, if we can do those things, you know, and Stafford can get his feet under him and throw the football, you know, that would be a nice improvement. We need to score some touchdowns. Let's, let's move to the other side of the ball. Grifka, as, as far as we do news and notes off the top, like I was surprised that they kept so many corners and, and, and I didn't really think about it at first, but now I kind of hit on it on my first um, take about the roster is I think this is just for Arizona. You know, they, they kept, they kept your boy, uh, Mike Ford. I mean, I know you love him, right? Yeah. I love the sock puppet. The wind sock. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they, they kept him. I mean, you got AO in the mix. You know, I heard today, I think, I think Sean Melvin's wasn't even practicing or something. So I guess he's somewhat hurt. We've got, um, we got they kept CJ Moore as kind of a backup safety type player. Who's the other corner? I'm forgetting that uh, that they kept on Mike Ford, um, Ao Melvin. Anybody else? Or is or CJ Moore the other guy that I'm thinking of that they kept on? There? I would think. I mean, well, they obviously kept you know you know William Harris, but he's at a safety position. And um, gosh, let me think. Well, Walker, he's a safety. Kilbrews, Kill he's a D, linebacker. D-Virgin, Grifka. They kept oh, D-Virgin right. on the roster. Like, <laughs> like the only reason he's there, I got to assume, is because they got to have bodies a corner. I mean, if they run out five corners, you can't you can't have four on your roster, uh, even though Harris and some of these other guys can can guard. I mean, even Tracy Walker can drop down and, and cover those type of players. But I think they just went for bodies here as well as – young athletes and I wouldn't be surprised if they move on from these guys here early in the season but that uh, surprised me but when you think about who we're playing it does make some sense yeah that's one of those things like I, I've you know read and heard that the Lions defense and coaches they're trying to get as you know much film as possible even going back to Kingsbury's like college days trying to use some of that um, because obviously during the preseason they did they, did, they still didn't show an awful lot but maybe some of the uh, small, you know, intricacies or tricks that Kingsbury may use. Like you said, that's probably why they need so many cornerbacks for this game. I mean, you know, Harris can probably do some covering. You know, Trace can probably do some covering. You know, Quandre could, you know, probably do some covering. But if they have quicker, you know, you know, shiftier guys to cover all those, you know, shifty, you know, underneath guys, that's, like you said, D-Virgin, that, that's what he does. I, I don't know if Mike Ford can do that per se, but uh, – 
it might be one of those things where they do have to, you know, put like five, six defensive backs out there for a lot of the game, you know, to um to try just to cover everybody that they're going to have going to have out route running routes. So, yeah, and then maybe in the next couple of weeks when they're back to teams that you know you know I don't say run more of a normal pro offense, they might you know these guys will probably be on the roster, but maybe you know healthy scratches and they'll fill in the gaps with other other positions. Yep, um, I'm right there with you, man. So uh, so let's do this, Griff, because that was kind of our news notes off the top. Good to kind of talk the roster with you and sort of break down uh, not only who they kept, but, you know, bringing in J.D. McKissick as well as uh, maybe why some of these guys are on the roster leading into this unique week one matchup. So speaking of unique, um, what, I, what I think we're going to do um, this season, we're really excited to sort of uh, continue to grow the podcast as well as uh, pump out basically more content than pretty much any other Lions podcast pumping out uh, got the three th- three shows a week and uh, I think what we're looking to do Griffka's we'll do like on a normal game week we'll sort of um, come back here on a Wednesday and review the previous game talk everything about what happened rant and rave um, go through you know plays that made the difference you know talk about all these Lions W's that we're hoping to rack up this year and then on our Friday show, we'll um, usually preview the upcoming game. So we'll talk about what's coming up, give some of our predictions, talk about the current state of the Lions, and once the week is a little bit farther down the road, um, things like that. But uh, with this being the first game, uh, I think we're going to have a different type of show here on a Wednesday and on a Friday just because uh, we're on the cusp. Uh, there is not anything to talk about about week four in the preseason, but we will definitely fill up uh, this show as well as Friday. Um Talking Lions, uh, just really excited to get the season kicked off. So does that sound like a plan to you? I mean, you got anything special for the people this year or same old catchphrases, same old uh, Grifka, Grifka-isms all season long? I'll try to work in some new Grifka-isms. I know, uh, I know the people like my uh... – the people like my, my old standards, but hey, if I can start to come up with some new old phrases that kind of uh, where you're like, hey, where'd that come from? Yeah, I'll try. I'll try to work some of those in. And, um, you know, once again, I'm still liking the rants. I love finding those things where other people are cutting down our Detroit Lions, questioning their talent, questioning what they're going to be. Once again, those things set me off. You kind of let it go down like, you know, water off ducks back. But those things really get under my skin. So uh, I'll have some more of those coming up as well. Okay. Well, yeah, we, we, we need the we need the classics and we need some new phrases. I, absolutely. The funny and best thing to me is when people on Twitter are like using our catchphrases. They're either using the, the Grifka, he's not that great. Or they're using the Okri. <laughs> They're using the Oakry Baker Mayfield. Uh, it just makes me laugh every time. So thank you guys for not only uh, reaching out to us, but using those kind of things and, and having some fun back and forth with us. I really had some fun too. Lots of people reaching out about fantasy football. So been having fun going back and forth about that. And uh, I don't know if we'll get to it on this show, Grifka, but I got into a bunch of back and forth with people about what would it even feel or be like with Melvin Gordon in a Lions uniform. So uh, th- that was very interesting as well. And, uh, but yeah, bring those back. Uh, I love the people um, connecting with us. And uh, like I said, I think we'll have, uh, I know you like the rant and raves, the people like it. The funniest thing, here's what you got to promise to me, because you, you think you like to rant and rave about people cutting our down our Detroit Lions. If this season didn't get off to the perfect start, like, 
you know, you know, I'm coming after you when you start going all negative uh, week one or start complaining and moaning. So, you know, that's where we have our, our midseason fights is when you're quitting on the team and I'm still uh, there drinking the Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid. So we can pretty much guarantee the people those are probably still going to happen, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. You know, I'm just like, it's all, you know, I'm the, I'm the guy. With this, it's always like the quick brewing storm, you know, like the ones that blow up in the summertime. You know, it's just like, you know, at one point it's going to be 90 degrees outside sunny. It's like, hey, I'm going to go out and grill, do this. Then you're outside for five minutes. All of a sudden, like this freaking Category 5 storm bl- blows in from nowhere. Oh, That's kind of the way I am with the Lions. You know, like, just as soon as, like, Stafford throws his first bad interception, it's like, what's going on, you know? So yeah, you know what's gonna happen. Oh yeah, it's gonna be some heated moments in the on the Kool Aid cast this year, but it should be fun. We're really looking forward to the season, and everybody hang in there because I don't want to tip my hand too much. But between um, when we come back from this commercial break, as well as uh, heading into our Friday show, we've got some uh, surprises, some unique things planned, and we may have a guest or two uh, join the show, which would be fun as well. So Grifka, let's get out of here, get our great sponsors in, and we'll come back and uh, talk more Lions football with the people. That sounds good. All right, everybody, we'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, everybody. We're back from the break. We can't thank our sponsors enough. Um, what we wanted to do, everybody, for this part of the show, we're going to try to do this throughout the season. We're still working on it a bit. Is uh, We're going to try to do some crosstalks where we connect with other um, people from the opposing side in regards to um, the team and uh, who the Lions are playing that week. We had tried to set up something with Ed Smith. He's a He's got a Cardinals podcast. That was going to be fun. We ran into some very unexpected technical issues on uh, on that, unfortunately. So won't be able to talk with Ed. He seemed like a great guy. I mean, uh, but uh, just couldn't work it out. But hopefully in the future we'll get to do that because I know uh, me and Grifka, we'd have some fun uh, talking with the other side, kind of seeing where they're coming from as well as giving them our Lions perspective. So we'll keep working on that, Grifka. That should be something fun we can bring to the people hopefully here in the future. Yeah, it's always interesting to uh, get the point of view from the, uh, you know, the other fort. So uh, I was looking forward to that. It's just too bad we we couldn't get it worked out. Yeah, man, no problem though. So Grifka, um, we got plenty to talk about, and you know what we do. We don't mess around here on the Detroit Kool Aid Cast. So Grifka, let's talk about this game a little bit. Let's break it down between me and you, Grifka. What the heck are we going to see from Kyler Murray in his NFL debut? I mean, it's the talk of the NFL. Nobody has a clue of what we're going to see. This is why this football game worries me a little bit. Kyler Murray, his first regular season action against our Detroit Lions. What, what do you think is going to going to happen this Sunday? 
I mean, this is a huge mystery. And uh, like we had mentioned before the break, when the Lions have a lot of defensive backs, you know, saved to um, or actually on the roster for this game, probably to combat all the wide receivers they're going to throw out there. And I know, like I said, uh, you know, I, I read up that the uh, Lions are trying to get as much, you know, college tape, of, you know, Kingsbury, what he ran down at Texas Tech, just to try to, you know, see what they can try to put together for some sort of game plan. But with him, with Kyler Murray being a rookie quarterback, you know, it's going to be one of those things where it's the old cliche that you hear out of, you know, any broadcast that you're watching. They're just going to try to get him comfortable. So I, I picture a lot of you know, quick releases, you know, you know, a lot of short passes to start with, you know, just trying to, you know, get his feet wet, get him comfortable. And I know it's like, he's obviously in practice running all these routes and, you know, and they still didn't run a whole lot and show a whole lot of their offense, you know, in their preseason games. So like you said, still mystery, but I'm still envisioning probably just a lot of quick, you know, you know, He's in the shotgun already, so he's not going to drop back a little more, maybe move the pocket a little bit because Kyler Murray, you know, can move around. So they might be doing that as well. You know, I don't know how great the Arizona offensive line is, so it might be one of those things of the necessity against the Lions' revamped defense that they have to move the pocket on him just to get rid of the ball and, you know, have him get rid of the ball quickly. Griffka, are you really going to say that you don't know if the Arizona Cardinals line is that great and just keep moving? I mean, you're really going to ignore the that people that, that moment? What'd you say? They're not, they're not that great. <laughs> Griffka, you want my take on Kyler Murray? Yes, let's hear this. Okay. So, again, we did our season predictions. We're drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid. But I, I am worried about this Sunday just because I feel like he's got the ability to escape the pocket. I also feel like he's not just a running quarterback. Like this guy can throw the football. Anytime these the plays are extended, you know, there's definitely an opportunity for the Lions to have some issues there in the back end. So I I'm concerned with this type of offense and this type of quarterback. But I do have faith in Matt Pat that he's gonna draw up some defenses. And I think that our, our D line has to come strong. And our offense has to freaking put up points. If we put up points, it doesn't really matter if he scrambles around and does a few things. But there are going to be times Sunday where you're going to be breaking your coffee table. There's going to be times where uh, Kyler Murray is, I don't know, absolutely struggling. Like, he's going to have his rookie moments, you know. But, I mean, all this hype about the guy, I mean, I, I say this. Well, the freaking God! Like, He's a good player. I think he's actually going to be a good NFL player if he can stay healthy. We'll throw that asterisk on it. And Sunday, he just has a little bit of an advantage because nobody has seen this guy fully unleashed. But, you know, like I say, I think he's going to be, gosh, I want to say better. He's going to be, he's not going to be like that typical first game rookie because this is his scheme. This is everything. But, you know, Matt Pat's going to draw up some stuff and give him some issues. So, that's why I think it's going to be kind of a very interesting game to watch because I think it's going to kind of be back and forth. I think Kyler Murray's going to have his moments, and then he's also going to have some just what the heck's he doing uh, moments that hopefully we can capitalize on. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much split down the middle, half worried and half like let's go get this rookie. You know what I'm saying? Like let's let's do this thing. So that's my take. What else you got on this game, Grifka? Well, for as much as we're kind of sitting here wondering what the lines are going to do to try to 
stop Kyler Murray in this, you know, air raid offense, you know, oh, this, this is going to throw up a lot of points, you know, wide receivers running around the field. I mean, the Lions have a new offense too. And the Cardinals, I don't think their defense is all that great. So they're not that great. So uh, <laughs> what do you think? I, I know during the preseason, we didn't see a whole lot of the Lions offense either. What do you think the Cardinals defense is going to do against our offense? Yeah, man. Uh, for all those people, I just appreciate you supporting. I'm, I'm writing a fantasy football article every Thursday morning. It drops for uh, Lions Wire. And I hit on this a little bit on Lions Wire about how, you know, if I got to summarize this game for the Lions, you know, I, I see it like this. I see them unleashing, as I've said previously, Kenny Galladay. I feel like you saw nothing from him in the preseason. This guy looks more and more like a freaking specimen every time I see him. And you just got to get him the football, short, intermediate, long, red zone, whatever you got to do. So I think they're going to look to exploit the the Cardinals in the passing game because we got no Pat Pete. We got a, f- a few other of their outside guys down. And then when you talk about their defense, like they've got Chandler Jones and T Sizzle on the edges. But I mean, both those guys are, are a little bit older, like they, you know, Sizzle's always been one of my favorite players. He's just an absolute beast to play against, but he's going to try to come up the field and do some things. Like, I don't know why we couldn't pound him in the power run game as well with a uh, carry on Nick Baud and like, sure. You guys want to come screaming off the edges and try to get it at a quarterback. We'll just, we'll just run downhill on you. So I think that's what hopefully the Lions can execute is a electric passing game with their young, young stud, Kenny Galladay and um, feature carry on and don't expose their quarterback to, to pressures. Because like you said, not only are they a little limited on the outside, there's no honey badger on the back end and, and you know, some of their, their linebackers and stuff are questionable. So yeah, we, this is a game where the Lions offense and Matthew Stafford have to be good. There's just no question. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. It's one of those things where the defense for the Lions, you know, they might have to like take a few series to kind of get, you know, what, uh, what Arizona's looking to do. This has got to be one of those things, like, during that time, the Lions offense just needs to march down the field those those first few drives and put up some points. You can't, They can't sit back. They, they can't, you know, be tentative, you know, with the new offense. If it's one of those things where Bevel wants to, you know, just rush the ball at them, you know, jam it down their throats, um, I, I believe the Lions offensive line can do that against – the Cardinals defensive line, the Cardinals defensive line, you know, you're going to use the Belgian. They're, they're not that great. They're really not. And, um, you know, Frank, uh, right now we made it back to practice this week, which is good to hear. So it kind of gets the offensive line back to a little stabilized position that they're looking for. Once again, still looking to see going to be suiting up at the left guard, but it's going to be one of those things where this Lions offense is going to need to throw up some points early in this game and not let Arizona hang around. Because um, like you said, where you're 50-50 worried about, you know, what Arizona's going to offense is going to do. This is where the, the Lions offense needs to just grab the bull by the horns and just take the game over and hopefully put it away by halftime. I don't know. It's like this is our offense. This is what we're going to do. You guys Hold can keep on. throwing the ball around, but we're going to we're going to beat the crap out of you guys. All right. Hold on, Grifka. Well, the first part I got from your take and from mine is that we need this guy to really make some plays on Sunday. We need to hear Dan Miller, our Lions announcer, doing a lot of this. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! But then you got all crazy talking, going Grifka, where you go from like worried and negative to like 
going crazy on me talking about beating the heck out of this team, ending it by halftime. Krifka, this is another NFL team. Like, I know they picked number one in the draft. I know they're rebuilding, but you, you don't go on the road and just smash people, especially when they have this funky offense and, you know, an, an athlete at quarterback. Like, I, I don't see this being a beatdown. I see this, you know, I'm just wondering, is our defense going to – keep them low scoring or is this going to be you know 31 28 when it's all said and done you know i i just really don't have a take until i see because like you said the biggest thing that we know or don't know from preseason is they nobody showed anything so like you know i'm sitting here going like do we have a great new offense are we gonna like have the same type of issues you've had in the past is matthew stafford raring to go or is he gonna be you know uh just getting his legs under him you know I don't know. So ease back on the beat them down, take them, punch them in the face, take their candy by halftime. Cause I just want to win this game. I, I don't care if it's by one point or by 20, let's get a W. Yeah. I mean, I'll take a one point win as well, but don't get me wrong. If the lines are up, you know, you know, 35 to three or 35, 10 at halftime, I'm going to be feeling pretty, pretty good about it. I mean, what did you? <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I don't see it, you know, even being that type of ball game. That would shock me if we just go in and absolutely dominate them. They do nothing on offense. We are just uh, rolling, putting up 30-some, and they can't do anything. If anything, if we start putting up points, I guarantee they're going to find a way to put some points up. Whereas if we just dominate them defensively and they can't run the football, they can't, he can't scramble you know, then I, then I think, you know, we could win a a good game, like maybe 20, gosh, then maybe it's 24 or 27 to like 14 or 20, something like that. But I I don't see this being any 35 to three or 10 game. No. That would be nice. (laughs) Oh, it would be tremendous. But I mean, like you say, other rookie quarterbacks that don't have that skill set, you're kind of like, oh yeah, we're just going to come in, throw all these blitzes at this guy. He's going to have no way of, of how to counteract it. Like, you know how it goes, man. This guy gets out of the pocket. It's going to be tough to get him on the ground. I mean, the the best case is here. Here's my thing, Grifka. Have you envisioned in your head these these names right here? Flowers, snacks, Daniels, a Sean, and I don't know if Deshaun Hand's going to be playing. And we got Oquara. Like, have you put all those guys together that those guys may be on the field for the majority of snaps? Like, I know I've said it on the show before, but. It, that gets me pumped up, man. That that's gonna be something to watch. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to this. I and mean, like you said, it's like we just didn't see it in the preseason. These guys on the field, the, I think the Lions' defensive line. I think it's probably one of the best ones we've had since you know was it that however long ago when they had Sue and and that silver that silver rush that they had. And I think the way this defense has to work against a guy like Kyler Murray is, I know it sounds, you know, trite and everybody says like, Oh, you got to stay in your lanes. You can't leave gaps for him to escape through. And I always kind of bring it up and I know you kind of laugh at me. Oh, each team is its own. It's like, it seems like the lions always did that really well against Mike Vick. It always seemed like the lions when they played against Mike Vick, it was like, Oh, Mike Vick, you can throw the ball. He scrambles really well. And it seems like they always, it seems like the Lions will win the game because they were able to keep him in the pocket and make him throw the ball. And um, I think that's what they're going to need to do against Kyler Murray. They're not going to let, they can't let him scramble. And I know there's probably going to be some offensive plays designed for him to, to roll out or like your, your quarterback draw or whatever, you know, to try to try to do that to, uh, you know, you know, break the defense down. But I, I really think our front four, 
you know, needs to not worry about going out and, you know, smashing him, putting, you know, you know, taking him down, but just keep him in the pocket, you know, get a pass rush, let that pocket collapse on him, but don't allow gaps in that offensive line, which once again, the Arizona offensive line, not that great to uh, allow Kyler Murray to, sk- to scamper and get to the Lions, you know, second level of defense. Grifka, the Detroit Lions fans, the NFL has not seen Trey Flowers unleashed at all. This guy hasn't been out on the field. He hasn't even barely been in the jersey. But the couple times I have seen him in that big number 90, I mean, this is a force. Like, Snacks Harrison is back. He's paid. He's feeling good. I mean, Mike Daniels, like... I remember we had that talk and like, I didn't think he'd come here. Now that he's come here, you've probably seen me put it out online that he's the Rashid Wallace of the lions. And like, I just love his nasty. Like this is a big nasty dude, man. Like I just don't think people realize what we have here. And like, once we unleash Trey, it's going to be like, Oh my gosh. Like, you know, for all the complaining you did about Ziggy, like if this guy stays healthy, he's an edge setter as well as get after the passer as well as like, knows this defense you know I just think it's gonna be something else so like I say I'm really excited on that end and the the offense the Detroit Lions offense to me is just a huge question mark it's sort of like I I don't see them being like I don't see us walking away from Sunday going oh my gosh can you believe like what we pulled out I think it's just gonna be I hope it's a little more crisp I hope it's a little bit you know more explosive you know me always wanting to take a few shots downfield because there's two good things that can happen and one bad when you throw it deep. It's a catch, a PI, or, you know, the bad side of it. But I say stretch defenses. So I'm hoping we walk away from Sunday going, man, that looked like a good, well-run offense. We took a few shots and we put some points up because what I've seen from Daryl Bevel so far, it's like I don't see him wowing me with all these unbelievable concepts or trick maneuvers. I think he's just going to try to – you know, run a really good NFL offense and, and hopefully we have the pieces to do so. But like I say, next week, I'll be able to tell you more of like, Oh man, can you believe the skill guys we have? Or I'll be like, Oh man, Grifka, like they did not show up like I hoped, but I just don't know. Like it's a really big unknown for me. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. It's just the anticipation of this game. And I know it's like between Let's let's take a step back. This game isn't between like the blue bloods of the NFL. This is a game where, that should interest a lot of people, but you know everybody's gonna would rather tune into that New York Giants Dallas Cowboys games because that, that's the big that's the big names right there. Everybody would <laughs> rather watch that game. But I mean this is this is the the two new offenses with like you said the number one draft pick. You know it's supposed to be a high flying offense that's coming in and trying to figure out you know what the Lions offense is going to be. I I would find this game. Not just as a Lions fan, as an NFL fan, I would find this game a, a lot more interesting than some of those other games that are happening this weekend, especially that Giants-Cowboys game. I mean, the, you know, sit back and look. The Cowboys should just run over that crappy Giants team. Who would want to watch that game besides Giants fans and Cowboys fans? You know, I would, I would much rather watch this game, you know, even if I wasn't a, a strict Lions fan. So, Grifka, before we move on, uh, do you want to remind the people a few of the uh, NFL's favorite teams? I mean, just uh, that's always a good bit on the show. Oh, man. Like, gosh, you know, uh, the Cowboys, Giants, Packers, Patriots, Steelers. I mean, all those teams that, you know, everybody's like, when, when you watch, like, some channels, like, these are the teams that everybody wants to see. <laughs> no, it isn't. I could give a crap about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, who gives a 
crap about that team. Besides Steelers fans and their terrible towels. I mean, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so what? No, Packers. Like, who cares about Packers and, like, the porn stash, you know, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, come on. Well, Packers fans, that's what everybody wants to see. No, that's what you want to see, Four Letter Network, okay? Just, yeah, okay, whatever. So, okay, there's your teams. There's my mini soapbox <laughs> right there. Okay. Here, here's a one bell for the Grifka whatever. I'm sure I missed many more, and, and uh, classic Grifka rants are just hilarious to me. But uh, let, let's do this. I think I could sum up your takes and mine with one uh, catchphrase. It's been a staple of the show, and uh, I say we hit them. With this phrase, and then uh, we pretty much close up this show and get out of here. Talk more about this on the Friday show as well as everything else Detroit Lions. So, Grifka, I think it's all about this on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast heading into week one. Drink it in, man. Would you agree? Definitely. That and the cornbread. <laughs> Absolutely. Cornbread. Uh, Grifka, we, we've introed this thing. We talked a little bit about the game. Uh, let's go ahead and get out of here. We'll come back Friday, do some more things, talk some more Lions football. But I got one more question for you. The people are waiting. They want to know. I mean, it's the question on everybody's mind other than is Kyler Murray, what is he going to do? Grifka, you got anything else for the people? Uh, nope. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thanks for drink- drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid. We are going to have a super fun season this uh, year. Regular season football is here. We're going to be previewing games, breaking down games, bringing you uh, fun articles. Um, Lions haters out there, we're going to be interacting with you on Twitter, all that type of stuff. Please get at me at Derek Oakry, D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. And you can hit Grifka up at Grifka DKC. So everybody, we're get up out of here. We'll check you on Friday, talking all things Detroit Lions. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.